Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 284. And my guest this week is someone that I've been lining up for a long time. And a lot of you guys have been asking for for a long time. And I say this all the time. I'm saying time a lot, aren't I? That it's all about timing. See, time again. And this was just perfect. I, I'm so glad we didn't get to talk a year ago when we were lining this up or a couple of years ago. Because this was the perfect time and this conversation, I couldn't be happier with how it went, how how heavy we got early on, how open, how painfully open uh, Joe was. Um, yeah, it's great. Before we get into all that, I'll talk more at the end, but I do need to give two shout outs to the same person, uh, Craig Parkinson and his Two Shot podcast. If you're a fan of Joe, go and listen to him on b- both of his visits there. They're fantastic. It's real podcasting at its absolute best. Also need to give love for all the love that you guys gave to last week's episode with Sarah Pascoe. And the bonus episode, that was lovely. I'm going to jump into the podcast now and I'll talk to you more at the end. Obviously, speechdevelopmentrecords.com. I mean, what am I meant to push to you guys? Any day I record it, it varies. We- we sell umbrellas, but we also sell swimwear and sunglasses. So that's pretty much the broken ecosystem that we have these days. So yeah, um, there's that. And obviously, patreon.com slash pip. We will have just had the distraction pieces rewind this week, maybe. Anyway, let's get on with the podcast. In fact, I recommended a podcast there. I spoke about Sarah Pascoe's visit last week. Her new podcast, Sex Power Money or Sex Money Power, is storming the charts and is amazing and was recommended this week by Pod Bible. Pod Bible is a magazine that we do, me, Stu Whiffin and Adam Richardson, we do to promote podcasts. We've just launched the Pod Bible podcast, so I'd really appreciate it if you can go and give the first episode a listen each week we're sitting down with podcasters to talk about their podcast and to recommend their favorite podcast but they're like 20 to 30 minute episodes so they're kind of um a, a, a meal supplement rather than a meal replacement in your in your weekly podcast diet uh it's for that gap at the end of your journey when you finish the podcast but you don't really want to start another big long one so that's where pod bible slots in if you have it on automatic download and subscribe and all that it will just take up a tiny amount of your 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 device's memory um because they're short and then you can have it there as a break glass in case of emergencies in case that tube journey takes longer than expected and you're not on wi-fi um yeah that's the plan i'm going to get on with this podcast and, and let you listen to the absolutely amazing joseph gilgan Right, we have begun. I'm joined by Joseph Gilgan. How are you? I'm doing I called well, you Joseph thanks, and everything. Thanks all, all for that. Yeah, really nice. How's it all going? It's going really well, thanks, dude. I've been brought a banana there because I don't eat things. That's that's um, always handy. Do you have that on press days and things like that? Because I always used to have that on music videos. I couldn't eat for I the whole day. Get it down, me man. Yeah. Like these sort of doing. I mean, it's honestly. Like, I'm not. I'm not just saying it. I, I, I do enjoy it. I quite enjoy an interview. I, yeah. And I. And I 
I like having a chat on the podcasts and stuff. I've, I mean, I've done very few of, of both. Or um, oh, the two short ones are classic. I, l- I, l- I love Craig. He's a pal, and they're just fucking nuts. And he, they're it. such good conversations because it's not an interview, is it? It's a it's, it's a just chat. A chat, yeah. I mean, that's essentially. I mean, that's ideal for me. Yeah, uh, interviews. I don't, this is what I think I, need, I, need, I mean to say is I don't mind the process. I think, in all honesty, like I'd ra- I'd rather avoid him if I can. And I think, and I said I was saying in one of the interviews, and I, I, I don't honestly, I, I genuinely I'm not sure that I, I never feel like what what I have to say is all that important, you know? Yeah. And like, what fucking difference am I going to really make here? Yeah. And actually, after the after the two shot uh, podcast and. and I wanted to be as candid as I could, you know. I wanted to be as open as as I could about my condition, and I thought this is where I'll start. Really, it's a good spot to practice because eventually, yeah. of course, once Barassic's out, yeah, and we start the press for that, I'm going to need stuff to. I need to be able to make sense of it and yeah, uh, uh, and, and give myself something something to talk about. I've forgotten my fucking thing because I'm stoned. I had a point. To this. <laughs> no, no, it's. I mean, it's the balance anyway. Because again, there's always the argument of letting. The art talk for itself, or but you know you need to do promo to get people to watch the art art talk of yourself. And the thing that struck me and got me really excited on the f- the first two episodes of Brassic, so st- st- straight off the bat, was number one that there's a character that's that's bipolar and it's not his defining characteristic. It's part of his life. I'm really glad you know. But the other thing was it's weird. It's something I've been going on about. For, for ages because I've I've had a stutter all my life and yep. I'm a, a a patron of a an organisation called Stammer and I did this post the other week about their new thing and it's the most interaction I ever got and I started to panic because yeah, yeah. I realised it had been liked by a lot of people in film and TV yeah. and I kind of wanted to say look I can still do roles I, l- 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 yeah, like, yeah. I can hold it down on set exactly. but also I also pointed out you need to have more characters that have a stutter and it's not their defining characteristic and Brassic has exactly that. It like, has the first that, episode man. is like this lad's stuttering and no one's highlighting it yeah. and no one's no, no. here's the punchline or the joke. It's no. like it's just part of no, it. No, it's just a thing. Like one of them's gay, it. it's just a thing. Yeah. Like it's it's just part of who they are. Well that was great as well because the reveal of him being gay isn't a big reveal. No. It's a passing no. I was conversation. very I was very I felt very, very strongly about I'm really, really glad that came across man. Yeah. I cannot tell you how relieved I am to that's the first time I've heard that. Yeah. And I spoke about this. Fucking constantly on the build-up, especially creating the world. I'm like, listen, you know, we, we can't make us... I'm sick of making a... Spe- we make it an issue. We make yeah. it an issue by making it a bloody issue. Like, it isn't. Like, you know, for fuck's sake, none of it matters. It's all just superficial, really. Like, well, maybe it's not superficial. That's the right. What I'm saying is I didn't want to make a spectacle of, of these people's... I don't even want to call them vulnerabilities. Yeah. Because the people I meet, like, like you don't seem vulnerable to me at all. You have a yeah. stutter. You don't yeah. seem remotely vulnerable. You seem but, like a very confident the, man. The way I've always described it is I've got a stutter. I've got a mate who came on my podcast once, my mate Sam. And people struggle to understand him more because he's a Geordie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it's, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah exactly. It's as simple yeah, as that. Yeah, it's yeah. just... But no one's... It's not... It's, it's not a con- being a Geordie isn't a condition. Exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> just, it's, it's, it's part of who he is. It so, is. It's just where he's from. And it's the same bugger. on all these things. And, 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 and same with bipolar. It's like, obviously, it is a condition. It's something that needs to be taken into account. But it's not something that should be ruling anyone out of anything or or, no. or, or, or or anything else, you know? Well, that thing you said right there, you you just mentioned, you said, you know, you're a 
patron of this of this of this uh, what is it? Stammer. It's the Stam- British Stammering yeah, yeah. Association. So yeah, it's this, a charity. You're a patron of that association, and and there's a, there is once you expose your vulnerabilities like that, there is a concern that you need to sort of go. Listen, I can still do my job. That like, was exactly honestly my next my post job. after it had blown up because again it was exactly that. I was, it was getting liked by some directors I really admire, some yeah. writers I really admire, yeah, and I was yeah. like. These are people I want to work with. Yeah. I don't want to get the gig just for quota filling. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. As if it's oh, yeah. he's got this condi- he's got yeah. this issue. I want to get it on merit. But equally, I didn't want to write myself off or thinking he can't play that role because <laughs> yeah, because he won't be able to get the words out. Stupid cunt or stuff. Like, yeah, it exactly, all, you know, like, exactly. Like, and it's the same for me. Like I'm not, you know, I worry that people think I'm not going to employ him. He's going to have a fucking meltdown yeah. and and uh, you know, I, like do something fucking stupid. Like I. You know, my whole career I've had bipolar. My whole career I've I've dealt with the highs and lows of it. Yeah. And I've always done my fucking job. I, I turn up on time. I know every single line. I take it very, very seriously. Yeah. I, you know, I, I know how lucky I am to be doing what I'm doing. Uh, and I think, you know, as soon as you stop uh, turning up on time and 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 knowing not knowing your lines and just handing cover coats to people without fucking saying thank you, yeah. throw the towel in because like. Uh, there is no fear there anymore, you know. Hundred percent, right? Hundred percent, and that's that. That that's really good and interesting to hear as well, because you are someone that blew up out of 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 the world of of, of Shane Meadows, yeah. and the way Shane yeah. does a lot of stuff is so loose on the scripts and things like that. And when I spoke to Shimmy and and, and even Michael Soccer, they both kind of said that they struggled initially after that because they're going on to other gigs well you have and to, they've got to have learned yeah, their yeah, lines and learned this and learned yeah, that it's so a fucking nightmare i mean honestly shane like i just I, I, I wouldn't know how to put the right words in the right order to describe like what kind i, I genuinely believe I, i've said i hate i don't think he likes hearing it uh but I genuinely i think it puts too much pressure on him to right. be honest but he is a, he actually is a genius i think he yeah. might be and um he, he, I, I find him to be a f- just a fascinating character. Like he's unbelievably likable. I've never met anyone quite like him. You just instantaneously want him to take you under his wing, and I can't imagine the weight of that. Yeah. I mean, he must have yeah. a lot of people under them wings, and like you know, I, I, in in a lot of ways, I think you know, I've inspe- the, the you know the the bits that I have, I get these really intense bouts of time with men like Shane and. And, and ladies like Vicky and, and, and men like Michael Soccer, you know, and, uh, and, and Shim. But it's a very intense, intoxicating uh, few months. And then we mm. all fuck off again. It's the nature yeah. of the industry. You know, you all sort of go about, go back to your normal lives. Um, but the few, the, you know, the small windows I do get, I, I, I learn an awful lot from Shane. And I, I notice a lot of similarities in our, in our behaviours, you yeah. know. And we've often laughed in in the boozer about just the sort of stupid shit we've done and the, the way <laughs> yeah. our heads think, you know. Yeah. It is kind of hysterical. It's not where you're going through it, of course. You're fucking so deeply troubled, you could just throw yourself naked off a, off a balcony. But, you know, when you when you look back in reflection, actually, it's sometimes you, your sadness is fucking hysterical. And, I, and yeah. that's certainly what I wanted to do with... With Barassic, I do some really stupid shit. Like, yeah. you know, I've recently tattooed my eyeball. I mean, that's right. wasn't a brilliant idea. I'm a fucking actor. That go? Uh, you know, I've tattooed the side <laughs> of my head. Uh, you know, I buy parrots. I don't know why I did that. Yeah. I don't know why I bought that bird, dude. Like, 
These cunts live for 70 years. Yeah. And, and this guy is, he's demanding. Ian, yeah. I've called him in. He's hard work. He swears uh, in front of kids. I mean, he'll bite your kid's fucking lip off. You know what I mean? He's, right. Yeah, he's yeah, savage. Yeah, that's a troubling one. You've... He's a savage. But so he's, your, he's your savage now. Yeah, <laughs> you, you've got to deal with that. Burden is what he is. <laughs> Literally, that's not putting nothing. <laughs> he's he's like, <laughs> and then I've got we've got like I do other things like I can't stop buying fucking trainers now. Right. Um, I mean that's like it's gonna it's like turned into a bit of a fucking illness. Grifter. I showed Griff producer Griff from uh, from Two Shot, and he was just sickened by it. And our mate John Lee found it hysterical too. And this is just. He went. It's like he went. None of these will ever wear in because you've got so many of them. You yeah. know, uh, I'm not showing off here. Or, I'm or, fucking embarrassed. Oh, like. that's it. Like, how do you find it all? Because I think one thing you seem to do really well is is keeping yourself gr- grounded in this mad world. As you said, yeah. it's, you meet a lot of mad characters in it. There's a lot yeah. of of good and bad. You will be shooting. F- for months in America for preacher, yeah. and then you'll be home. Yeah. It seems like when you come home, you come home. Like you're yeah, proper grounded. You you yeah. you isolate a bit from I do, this yeah. world of of showbiz. You proper come home to your mates. I go to the woods. So I live in a derelict house in the well, semi derelict now. When I first moved in, it were really bad. I, I lived in a tent in a tent. I was kind of squatting. I remember this bloke knocking on once. He's like, "Are you squatting here from the authorities?" Kind of a deal. He had a clipboard. I went, yeah, and he, and he suddenly went, who that cunt on the TV? <laughs> I went, yeah, he went, what the fuck are you doing living in here? I went, I've, he, I said, I've just, I just need some, I need to be alone, you know, it was a bipolar decision, I don't yeah. know why I did it, man. But I'm still in the fucking house. Yeah. And uh, we, we've we've kind of started renting it, and we've, my sisters and my mum, they've done it, they've worked really hard, they've made this little cafe, and they, they do weddings from there, it's called Spring Cottage, if anyone wants to go and have a brew. And I sort of, when I'm not filming, I live in this, like, sort of abandoned section of the house that's not been sorted out. Yeah. Um, I didn't have running water for a good while, and, like, my toilet didn't work. Uh, I'll not tell you where I've been shitting. <laughs> um, I mean, there's an absolute beauty in that, other than the toilet not working. Yeah. But in the in, in the having somebody you can isolate yourself, particularly, I, I mean... We'll talk about the project that we worked on for one day together, but mm. we were chatting and you were saying how you'd been tempted once or twice by social media but kind of decided not to, felt it'd be too much and yeah. too dangerous. And <clears throat> particularly in the in the social media world, it's so hard to become isolated in a good way, like like to yeah. choose to isolate yourself. Yeah. And it's, it's it sounds like you've got that. With, oh, yeah. Again, particularly when your day job is... You're going to be on set. There's a, l- a lot of pressure, a lot of people, a lot of people's names that you're not going to be able to remember all of them, and that's going to eat you up, and you'll be annoyed that you forgot that one person's name, and y- yeah. so many things to fuck you up. Oh, dude! So to be able to go to literally an abandoned house in the woods, yeah, yeah, it's the ultimate. I mean, the social—I've got to be honest—the social media side of things. It's not just that I don't know how to use it. I, I think, I think emotionally, I don't want to deal with that. I don't yeah. want to deal with the bullshit online. And honestly, I, I couldn't give a cow's cunt what Margaret had for a tea. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, who yeah. the fuck? Do you know, you get these people on on, on, on Twitter and that, and it's almost like the, the, the things they talk about, it's like they think, it's honestly like they believe that the world's just waiting for them to get online. It's like, here he is. Thank God he's here to sort everything out. You know, yeah. he's, 
Uh, I don't know, man. I've, I've, I've got theories about it. I, I honestly believe it's responsible for the rise of TED Talks, that mm. everyone's got a TED Talk now. And my, yeah. I've, I've been asked a few times to do a TED Talk, and I've said, I don't think I've got anything to say. To chat about I don't feel you'd I need fo- I, a I, stage, and this, like, there's nothing I want. I like the podcast, but I, I don't feel I've got that. And I believe the... The, the the rise in belief that we've all got something important to say stems from the the, the dawn of social media. Yeah, from absolutely. us doing an update every time you yeah. wake up and things like that and going, Oh, I need to let the people know. Bill Burr did this brilliant I don't I mean I'm not a fan of all Bill, but he can be a bit of a belligerent turd, can't he, Bill? Yeah, Burr. but he can but, be wonderful as very, well. Very, very funny. And he was talking about he was talking about, you know, national disasters and these people that tweet my hearts and my yeah. my uh, my my thoughts go out to the, the, the victims. Prayers, yeah. yeah, thoughts and prayers go out to the victims of this terrible disaster. None of them fo- poor bastards are online checking yeah. for likes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's uh, one it, of the things Anthony Jeselnik yeah. says as well Who's in one that? of his things. He's he's a, he's a comedian. He's really oh, good. It? Again, it's all quite. He he got a lot of stick, or he gets a lot of stick because he will always be the first to make a joke online when something bad's happened. Yeah, and his argument <laughs> is. The people who it's going to affect aren't there. No, the people not, who are getting no. offended are the people who aren't involved. Yeah, because if you've just yeah. been through a tragedy, you, you're not Absolutely. going. Oh, let's see what comedian Anthony Jeselnik exactly. is saying about it. Exactly. On Twitter. And the thing is, you're getting you're just quit getting on offended on every each other's behalves. You yeah. fucking you fucking sensitive <laughs> dickheads. Like, just leave it. If it's got fuck all to do with you, it ain't affecting you. Leave it to the individual. Like, yeah. give them the opportunity to be offended on their own. Yeah. Like. You know, it's not your job to get online and put everyone straight. Shut your bloody... Would you, you know, tune out of that. If it's bothering you, tune out. You've got a ton of shit you can, uh, you can be... You know, it's like these, like... Um, i got a lot of questions on Preacher, things like, what's it like being involved in a controversial show when there's enough, enough controversy on the TV already? It's like, don't watch it. Yeah. Don't watch the fucking show. 100%. Watch Love Island or something like that. Admit... Uh, uh, me and Craig Parkinson uh, were, ch- were chatting the other day and we were saying the same on the rare times you'll get a podcast criticism. Mm. Someone's like, I don't like this. So, well, don't listen. It's free. No, fuck off. Go it's free. Listen don't listen. It's, yeah. it's, like, it's lovely it's that you're free. here, but it's free. Yeah. Don't, you, you've not paid anything. It's I don't, fascinating. I don't owe you anything in that I respect. I think them people are just bloody irritable. They're yeah. irritated. And I know, I know that because I'm one of them. You know, yeah. I get pissed off with stupid shit too. We're all the fucking same. Yeah. I was getting really irritated with this guy's... Um, Collapsed shoes. This wealthy man with his collapsed shoes at the airport. Like, look at your shoes, man. You fucking lunatic. Sort them out. Really boring. You know them pointy shoes. Yeah, yeah. That look like the the. If you were to take you the shoe off, your toes would converge into that spine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no one's yeah. foot shaped like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Hated him. What's for them the shoes. need? But you know. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> what was your question? Oh, Did you oh, have one? oh it's interesting because. It, stri- it strikes me the the kind of the ice or the balance of 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 your life mm. seems interesting because you've got the isolation of when you're not working, but a lot of the stuff you've worked on are real stories of groups of friends. There's real like obviously the This Is England thing yeah. was a family as much as friends, but Preacher instantly is it's one of my favourite comic books and yeah. instantly it feels like a real group of friends yeah. and a family. And Brassic's a great example of that as well. It right. feels like you can afford to go off and isolate yourself in the off times because you're getting to do these projects where you're jumping into these deep, personal, intimate relationships yeah. for a limited amount of time. I'll tell you what I think it is. I think it's because, you know, this is the this is the sad thing, is that I do... 
I can make friends quite easily, but I'm not very social even in my tight friendship group uh, from back home. And so, and because I can't really stand myself a lot of the time, I keep myself on my own. I'm driving myself mad. I mean, I can't imagine what it's doing to right. other people. So a, part, a big part of it's that as well. And so I keep myself on my own. And I think it's a version of me, you know, these characters that I play, um, especially in Barassic, you know, this tight, tight unit of friends. It's the version I'd like to be. It's the friend yeah. I'd like to yeah, be yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to my close, dear friends that, that don't always like me but definitely love me, you yeah. know. And, and, and so it's almost like a, a lot of... Some of Barassic is a fantasy for me. It's a fantasy world where where I can deal with my issues um, and I shoulder problems like a real man, Yeah, you know. Vinny is, without question, like a, a, a cooler... I had a version of me, certainly. Yeah. Like, th- this industry softened me a great deal. Yeah. I think he, maybe he was a version that could have been. You know? Right. Because I had access to that. Coming from where you come from, where, where we come from, some of the lads anyway, and some of the lasses, like, you have these roads you can go down, you have access to them, it's no problem. You can go down there and you know where it goes to. But then I, I suddenly found myself, I was given a new road here in the industry and, and being an actor... And unfortunately, I took it. I didn't really know what was at the end of it, if I'm honest. Yeah. And those roads are often the hardest ones to walk down, you know, the ones where you have to take a risk. Yeah. Not just a financial risk, but also, you know, it, it, there's a lot of rejection involved in our industry, as we've yeah. already spoken of, of. Like, And that can, you know, as, as, as used to it as you, as you, as you end up getting, you, you do get thick skin, but it still does affect you at times. Like, yeah. you know, especially when it's a passion project or it's a role that you fucking know you can do. It's just that you don't look like your son or you don't look like your mother or, you you know, it's yeah. it's, the, it's the way of the industry, unfortunately. And, like, and it's know, mad how they will always get through to you at some point. As I said, yeah. you can get really good at just, I'm fine, I'll go for it, it doesn't work, and then that one role, and you won't be able to predict which one it is, no. it'll fucking break you. Because yeah. you'll be like, that, I, I would have done that mm. so well. Mm. There's a few I've had like that. You know, often I have this thing with auditions where I don't tend to... I put myself on tape a lot now, which is uh, it's the new it's the new thing, is to put yourself on tape and send it off. That way you don't have to travel to these yeah. casting... Uh, I live in the middle of nowhere, so it's yeah. ideal for me. I can't remember what I was telling you about this, though. My bloody memory's <laughs> awful. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm baked. Um, I'm on this new medicine. I've, I've had to go up on my medicine. Right. And it makes me... We've, in fact, we've been... We've, We've been kind of writing about it. It, it makes me, uh, it does make me very forgetful. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a fucking nightmare. Yesterday, not yesterday, sorry, the, the, the day before, what was it doing? Fuck, it doesn't matter what fucking day it was. I was sat there trying to work out whether the shit I'd done to that day, whether I'd done it that day or whether I'd done that yesterday. Yeah. Like, that's how bad it can get. Yeah, it's fucking that's nuts. Intense. Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. Well, I mean, let's talk, I mean, we've not really said what, <laughs> Brassic is yet, and what mm. it, it excited me is it's it's story of of a group of mates really, it, working class mates in the north. Yeah. But it's not. I mean, that's been told a lot, but it it was only when this started it realised I've not really seen the rural north. And I remember like from my touring days was mm. we'd be gigging in Manchester or something, and you'd get the Manchester that you've seen on TV or the Liverpool you've seen on TV, mm. and then we'd be driving to the next gig, and we'd be over rolling fields and hills that we'd yeah. never. 
knew were there and yeah, you didn't yeah. realise how beautiful the north is and all that it, so it is it's a gorgeous place and, and honestly I, wanna, I just want to make this really clear right now I'm in Norway I, you know I'm, I'm, I owe everything to, to Chorley and, and, and the, the rural surroundings like it's you know it's a very oddball place to come from I think Chorley yeah. and I think most of the people who live there would 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 probably agree with me there's some real fucking characters down there it's in yeah. the middle of the motorways yeah. and then beyond that is just and looks like it's as far as the eye can see some of the countryside yeah. you know and I grew up when when we were very young um my mum and dad they were a, a new you know a young family we had a we were a very young family and 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 uh, there wasn't a lot of money. My dad worked really hard, and my mum would look after the kids. And we were fortunate enough to get at the time. It wasn't all that cool to live in the countryside. People wanted to live in the town, you know. Yeah. Double glazing, central heating was kicking off, and my mum and dad got cheap rent on this sort of cottage with a lot of damp in it, and right. you know. And so we lived in this in this little cottage. It was re- we were so lucky, yeah. and, and I grew up playing in the woods. Never had an Atari or any of that shit. Yeah. I, I remember going to a friend's house, Robert Gill, when I was really young, watching wrestling for the first time. And I remember, you know, when the guys are like, "I'm going to fucking grab his head and I'm put it all the way up his ass." This guy has no idea what's fucking. I'm going to bloody blah, 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 blah. And I remember looking at his mum, going, "Does he really mean it?" And she went, "Oh yeah, yeah, he really means it, Joseph." And then they have this huge <laughs> fucking amazing fight, like a. I remember that all that was very, very new. It wasn't that I was; it was kept from me. You couldn't get that in the woods. Yeah. Like I used to run around playing on my own, like for, for hours and hours and hours. I had a very small social group growing up as, yeah. a, as a young man, and then you know, my mum and dad, bless them, had troubles and they split up. And and after that, I just kind of I'd gone to secondary school. I was fresh off. I'd just come off TV off um, off uh, Coronation Street. I think I'd started turn into a bit of a teenager getting spots and stuff and they didn't really want me anymore and like, right. get out of here you look like a fucking leper so I had to <laughs> leave and, and 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 you know this I'd become I remember this lady telling me I was a has-been I was very young and, and not understand it hurt I didn't understand what she was and I, I hurt because I could see she was trying to hurt me like yeah, yeah. Um, you knew that's the what intent. hurt yeah, yeah it was like the intent of it hurt yeah. I thought why do I what's made you say that like yeah. There's this thing I've, I've learned um, that some people can do. It's like this, it's called, the. T- have you ever heard of this, the tall poppy? No. The tall so. poppy gets cut down. Right. So what happens is, you know, often if you appear confident or you're enjoying yourself, some people think you're full of yourself, you know, yeah, need, yeah. you need bringing down a peg or two, and I think that's what she was doing that day. Right. And I, but, yeah, I remember that was a very difficult period of my life and I had a fucking point to this which I've forgotten and all like, <laughs> well do you think I mean <laughs> useless how how was making the choice to go into acting because it feels like that's not a natural avenue that you're going to be aware of if you're, you're living in a cottage in the woods you know in Chorley yeah um, well I couldn't read or write I couldn't as a, as a young man I still I really struggle like yeah. really bad like I, I mean I've got a PA on this job because, I, I, dude, I can't fucking read a thing. Like, yeah. I really, I really do struggle, and um, and that and that often gets heightened if you're stressed and there's pressure as oh, well. Because it's it's that you know, needs the pressures there rather than the relaxing into it. Going, no, that's all right. I can get that. I can. Yeah, yeah, dude. Honestly, it causes me a ter- terrible anger reading any academics really. Yeah, uh, and I, and I've always been under the assumption that, especially as a young man, uh, that. 
I uh, I was fucking stupid, you know. I was I I, th- I don't know whether I was made to feel stupid. I just felt that way, you know. I couldn't. Yeah. All the other kids couldn't. I couldn't, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I'd act up. I'd I'd misbehave and I'd try and entertain everyone around me, and I'd be very distracted. And I think more than anything, it was a bit of a punishment, really, going to acting school. It's like you know, you want to act the prat, you go in here, like right. And the guy who. The acting school was Oldham Theatre Workshop, which was run by David Johnson, who was absolutely not to be fucked with. He yeah. was the strictest man. I've I've watched that guy make grown-ass men cry like yeah. me and you. I remember him kicking this guy out for not being good enough. He was back the next the next session. He was back begging his way in, in, in floods yeah. of tears, you know. Yeah. I had people, you know, he saw people storm off because of him. And then the next week they'd be in begging, like, please have me back. It's like, fascinating, isn't it? Because it's the kind of thing that I can look at and go, that's not how you do things. But the amount of people I know who are great in this industry, who hated their, their training, I didn't, their schooling... I, didn't, I, I, I was frightened of it. I was, I was frightened of him, and yeah. I was frightened of letting him down and letting myself down. That's what he instilled in me. Right. Fucking absolutely, if you are in my presence, you will always behave yourself. Like, I don't yeah. give a fuck who you are what background you're from, this is my world. Like, yeah. you, it was like, he was like a fucking really posh gay drill sergeant. Yeah. Like, you the fucking boy. I remember him bollocking me once, pissing around in the background. He went, the fucking boy, you the boy. And no one, we're all boys. And then he went, the one with the fucking hair. All of us have hair. And the longer you're leaving it, the worse it's becoming. And, and it was me. And I remember him fucking standing me in the middle of everyone and just... Just tearing me a new ass. Not, I mean, that's not tearing me you a know, new asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Figuratively, <laughs> Figuratively tearing me a new asshole. Um, but he really did. He taught me a lot of discipline. I was a very, I was a, a very mischievous child. I mean, like, that feels like that's really stuck with you. Oh, one of the fuck first me, things that we discussed yeah. was the fact that you're always so strict on learning your oh, lines, man. on being ready, so. on being prepped. So I met myself ill with it. I met myself bloody ill with it, yeah. And, yeah. And, I'll, and I'm willing to bet that any single one of the kids that came up out of that school, they're exactly the same. Yeah. You know, I was just speaking to... Um, we saw <clears throat> Anthony Cotton's mum for a, for a role. She right. was Actually, she was fantastic. He'll, he'll be one of them, Anthony. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I saw him at Oldham. Yeah. Um, I used to be mesmerised by Anthony, actually. He played a dame in a pantomime. It was one of the first times I ever looked at, a, at an, an actor. I was a very young boy. Yeah. And I remember looking at him and he was sort of wading around and he had these high heels that he could really walk in as well, yeah. which was very unusual for me, coming from the countryside. I've never seen a man <laughs> yeah, in high heels. It was, it was, I didn't understand it, you know. Yeah. And um, But he was just brilliant and he sort of really commanded the space. And his relationship with David Johnson, and they were they were just they were so tuned into each other. And I remember being very very young, and and at that stage, you know, it was just a piss about really for me. Yeah. You know, I didn't take it very seriously. It was just a thing I, I I knew I was doing. I just you know I was just there. Kids yeah. are they're just there. Yeah. Um. And so, it was probably the first time I remember watching an actor and thinking, oh. I want to be that. I wonder yeah. if I could be that. I remember I did a job. I played an uh, uh, an extra. I don't know why I learnt. It's funny, but I, there's a. I did this. I was an an extra in a, in a show called The Grimleys. Right. And um, and I was very fortunate. They, they said, uh, you know, we we like what you do, and, and we want to give you a couple of lines here and there, and we'll make you a main feature. Like we'll give you the shit wig, and 
So I was very lucky at the time to be doing that. And I remember one of one of the actors in this scene, surrounded by all these young lads, and I was what I just couldn't take my eyes off him. I was watching how how would you be, not when you're not acting. What do you yeah. have to look like when you're not acting? And he kept doing this with his yeah. hands everywhere, this nervous thinking, like. So I had to learn it. Yeah, I had to learn it, I and uh, so I, I, I sort of. I was taking, uh, whilst I came up, I was taking elements of people I'd see, things they'd wear. Like, yeah. I remember I remember doing, Coron- when I was little, doing Coronation Street, and the guy who played Ashley, yeah. he wore, um, who, by the way, was a, coincidentally was a fantastic boxer in his day. He was really good. Oh, really? Yeah. But he had a pair of rock ports, first time I'd ever seen them. Right. Like, what are them? Yeah. These rock ports, mate. Like, these, what, you need to get yourself some of these, now you've got a bit of money. So I did, I went and got myself some rock ports. And, like, um, you know, and, and I, what I'm, I think what I'm saying is uh, this industry being involved, it's, it's fucking, it's definitely changed me. I mean, like, if, it, some of the things, if you, if you would have told me 10, 15 years ago I'd be the creator and producer of a show and yeah. be able to, and, you know, and be able to tell my story... I'd have just thought you were fucking nuts. I'd have just been like, you must be out your mind. I can't write, you stupid yeah. cunt. I've yeah. got the figure of a reader and I'm dyslexic. <laughs> like, the fuck good am I going to do? Yeah. You know, I was convinced I was stupid, man. I really was. Like, for many, many years, I thought, I'm thick. I can't read. Right. I can't write. I must be thick. I must be. Like, everybody else, you know, people reading, but I hear about people reading books, they'll tell me, like, you must read... The psychopath test, you'd love that, you'd really enjoy that. And I and I just think I can't. I can't yeah. read the bloody thing. It must mean I'm fucking stupid. You know, my the way I learn words, my vocab, the way I've had to learn it is I'll hear you say something, right? Yeah. And I have to work out the context in which you've said it, right? Yeah. I like the word, I'll go, I like that word, I'd like to keep that. So I think about what the way you said it, the environment we were in. And then what I need to do next is attempt to use it. And so I'll wait for the same environment and yeah. I have to hope that I'm picking the right, right word. Because I've not been able to, you know, I can't yeah. go about it in the normal uh, the normal linear way of learning. I can't. Yeah. And it's the same with my ideas. Um, when I work with Danny, our writer for Brassy, my fucking head, it's not, it's not in a linear way. Yeah. Like I've got... All my ideas, I can't do. I can't really break down the story. Actually, that's not true at all. Because what I, what I, what I ended up, what the way I started writing it was uh, the show. Yeah. I didn't know what I was. It was format was my biggest problem, and I couldn't yeah. type. So I'd, I'd write these hieroglyphs. It was like a scrapbook, and I take this to the writer, and I'm like, "Look, these are my ideas." And Danny knew what to do. He was like, do you know what, honestly? He went, these are fucking great, Joseph. Like, yeah. they, I mean, it looks like shit. Like, I've never yeah. seen yeah. anything like that. Like, yeah. That's ridiculous. But, And it's all back to front, you know. And, but what I was doing during that process of writing these hybrid books is I was teaching myself the stories and I was teaching myself these new embellished versions of the truth Yeah. to the point where I could ream it off to you, like, I'm reading the fucking Hobbit, like you're listening to The Hobbit, yeah. you know, I knew these fucking stories. Yeah. I knew every single detail. But to get to that point, it's everywhere. Yeah. My ideas are fucking... Ev- Dude, it's a nightmare. Oh, oh, what's beautiful there, though, is because the thing that you've highlighted on, on three three different occasions there is is observation. 
and observation yeah. is absolutely key to being a good writer, right? Otherwise, you're just spewing your own internal thoughts with no awareness of how the rest of the world is. The fact yeah. is, you've observed. I remember the first time I was on on any set, I was on this this Guy Ritchie thing, and I had a similar thing. I'd, I was going to be in the background, and and Aidan Gillen was going to be in the in the background, but he was in the scene before me. I was like, exactly as you said, I'm going to watch what he does. Mm. And the first thing I saw was I was like, oh. He doesn't know he's in the background. Yeah. And that was yeah. the breakthrough. Yeah, Completely. Yeah, yeah. His character isn't aware he's in the background. No, so no. why are you in the background? Yeah, exactly. Just be you. Just you, be you. You're, 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 in the background. You're in your foreground, yeah. but you happen to be in there in someone else's background. And yeah. that was a breakthrough. So uh, the fact that you can observe all these things and all these people and you're observing words you like and, wh- and where yeah. you receive them, that's going to allow you to tell stories amazingly, regardless of if you can um, format them or put them into an e- an episodic situation yeah, where there's yeah, yeah. At 15 minutes, there's a bit of a cliffhanger because there's an ad break that's and right, so on and so yeah. forth. That's the bit where as someone like Danny who wrote on shameless yeah. loads of like amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's where you find that collaboration. Right. And he goes, absolutely. Here's, here's how we turn it into that thing on the screen. He's, I mean, he is, he's the fucking key. He keeps all the keys. He really yeah. does. And I've got, I've got a bunch of locked doors and, and inside the room is a fucking mess. Like yeah. it's a terrible <laughs> mess. And I'm there often sad and frustrated. Yeah. He has to come and go, it's all right, man. Shitting in the corner because yeah, there's no time. all down my legs. Oh, it's everywhere. <laughs> Nesting, I've made a weird nest. Uh, you know, like, I, I, I do, he, he, he's, he's, he really is. He's Danny comes in with w- w- the wet wipes and a bottle of he water does, that is yeah. his mind. Hoses me down and delouses <laughs> me. And, and we, get, we set about cleaning it all up. But he, he I honestly, I, I, I'm so fortunate I've met Dan. And I, I've got other ideas. I've got, you know, of course, I, like, I, it's, you know, doing this, I've always felt like an imposter, man. I've always felt like they've made a mistake, they've accidentally hired me and they're, and they're just going to be disappointed. Yeah. You know, I, I hate all my performances. I never feel like I've cracked it. And, and, and it's the first time I've not, I feel like I've kind of earned it. I've earned yeah. the role. I've worked, we've worked, all of us have worked really, really hard. It's taken five years, this, which is actually, in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's pretty quick, five years, yeah. getting something on the box. And, and I've got to say right now, and I mentioned this quite a bit yesterday, and I know we all have to do this for our networks, like, but I am not shitting you when I say Sky have been fucking... If you've got an idea, take that shit to Sky. Yeah. I'm telling you now, they're, they're, if it's good and, the, and they like it, you, you will be just... They've been unbelievable. They really... They just let us do our thing. They, yeah. they, they sort of... There's something, there's a great, I think there's, and I've had to learn this uh, during the process, is there's an intelligence in just understanding that some people know what they're doing, some people understand what they're doing better than you, yeah. and, and just to let them get on with it. 100%. Let I think go and let them get on. Some of the best things in recent years is when there's a production company or a channel who've got faith in an individual, and that yeah. could be... Donald Glover on Atlanta or, or, or Phoebe Waller-Bridge on Fleabag or whatever else. They've yeah. gone, a, a Michaela Cole on, 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 on Chewing Gum. They've gone, right, mm. I can see this is great. I can't really add to this. I know that we need to just support that vision mm. And, mm. and bring it up. And yeah. that sounds like... Yeah. And again, I can confirm that <clears throat> this, this isn't 
just your contracted duty as you were you it's were fucking you not, were telling dude. me this before we no, started recording so it's like dude. i can confirm it's it's legit it is legit praise. like jo- jo- john montague who's um john montague's he's the head of sky comedy yeah. and 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 zai i think it's zai bennett he he um he's like the i think he's like one of the head of sky met the the guy above him last night i can't remember that geezer's name but the, you won't believe how nice these men are as yeah. well like I mean, John's fucking hysterically funny, like, an yeah. like, unbelievably down-to-earth man, and has this huge, huge job. We went to this festival, and uh, all got a bit uh, pissed up at this festival, this, like, posh festival where all industry people go, you know, right. like, middle-class middle yeah. festival, fucking lobster everywhere and oysters yeah. and shit like that. Everyone's like... Um, anyway, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but we're, we're, me and we're having a drink, and... Um, and John goes, I'm going to go for a quick piss, just watch me beer for us. And he fucks off for a pee, John. He's gone, age is blessing. And he comes back, he says, I said, uh, I said, were they far away, the bogs? He went, no, 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 I've just been pitched four shows on the way back. <laughs> you know, so he just, you know, it it's a terrible environment for poor John to be in. Yeah. Like, you know, there's all these all these industry types of all these ideas. Yeah. You know, and honestly, like, there are so, there's just an unbelievably huge amount of, of ideas that co- that land on his table. You won't believe yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, you couldn't course. possibly comprehend the amount of ideas people have. Some are brilliant, some are not so brilliant. But, like, it's still a lot to sort through. Yeah. And a lot of pressure. You better get it right, you know. But he's he's a very humble, lovely bloke and, like, you know, good trainers on him as well. Always wears <laughs> a good pair. Yeah, he wears you gotta a good... got to respect that. got to rep- appreciate a good shoe, a man who keeps a good shoe. I mean... Touching on pressure there, um, you spoke about how, how how this character is one that you'd you 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 had created yourself. You knew, you felt you'd earned it. Yeah. How was it to go off and do preacher initially? Because again, we were talking a little bit at the time and sending some, some voice notes back and forth. Because yeah. I know that you were excited but equally nervous to get out there Absolutely and take on was, this character yeah. that was this. And it's it's comic book fans. I'm one of them. They're so nerdy and, and mm. protective mm. of their mm. of their children. Yeah. And it's a great character. So, mm. how was that in the lead up? And then how was it when you had to got go rolling? Back to and, it. Yeah, like it was. It was like honestly, it, it's I, I kind of love the sacrifice of it. My job as an actor is to, you know, because because Cassidy is is much more of. Um, He's much more of a character. He's, mm. he's a different accent. He's a different kind of lad. Yeah. He's, he's slightly feral, um, yeah. Cassidy. And, and in all honesty, uh, you, you do sort of turn into the character you're playing. Like, yeah. um, for a little brief while, I think you do, especially if you're doing it enough. I can say, particularly if you're so far away from home as well, so you're yeah. out there kind yeah. of... Kind of excluded from everything as well yeah, so becoming a new version a yeah. new version of what once was is what happens because yeah. you are sort of very much isolated your support group that you were so used to has gone now yeah and um and the people there are seeing more of cassidy than they're seeing of joe, of joe yeah so, and, so, and honestly, so you won't believe well, it a lot of the crew one. the crew want to take me out on the piss and with uh, drugs and stuff and, yeah and um and I really do. Whatever whatever character I'm playing, I try to live it. I do my best. I, I mean, I'm not a method actor. I think those people are wankers. Like, <laughs> but, like, um, you know, I'd never sink that fucking low. But, like, I, I, I do... 
you, it is important to embody what you're doing. But that being said, and in answer to your question, it, my biggest problem is uh, the settling in period of getting there. Socially, I struggle. Yeah. Quite an awkward, intense character, and um, and I, 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 I need people to understand me. And as soon as they do, I can relax. Then, as soon as I feel like I'm safe, like yeah. I know I'm safe with you, yeah. I know I'm safe with Craig. Yeah. You know, you, 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 I feel like you know me well enough to know that no matter what I say or what happens, um, you'll understand it. Yeah. And I, and and I think new crews. That's that's not a dildo on a table, by the way. That's some somebody <laughs> drilling somewhere. Yeah. Just a really long, long, prolonged yeah. fart. But um, yeah, so like you know, I, the, my biggest problem is often can be for the first month or two. And I'm sure everyone's the same who's involved in this industry. You know, like when it's the bedding in process can be very, very difficult. Also, the medicine I take is quite strong for me for my mental health. Yeah. And when I change the times I take it, I start sleeping through the benefits of of the medicine. Right, of course. So the next day, um, they're not. I'm not feeling the benefits at all, and I, my, my behaviour and and my uh, me just general mental health can start to really suffer. You know. Yeah. So it's not all bloody. You know, there are times when it's. Uh, I have to dig deep and get on with things, you know. Do you feel the more you get to know yourself in that way, the mm-hmm. easier it can become? Like, the more you know that, all oh, right, the problem is I'm sleeping through the benefits of this and, the, you know, I need to adjust this or, you know, sleeping pills or whatever else to adjust to jet lag and, mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of thing. Do you, feel, do you feel that helps you when going on to new sets? Like, like if you look at, across your career at, at how you would have felt Whereas now you maybe know, well, it's going to take me a week or two, but yeah. it's not going to, yeah. this isn't going to be it for the whole thing. I'm going to, I know that at some point it's going to click. Yeah. Here's what well, I can do to help it. Here's yeah. what I, here's, here's what I can't do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel uh, there isn't a, sometimes it depends, man. It depends what kind of a state I'm in. Cause obviously with me bipolar in all honesty, like around the time I was texting, we, we were talking. Yeah. Um, I was really struggling, like, right? And and in all honesty, I've been I've been kind of struggling quite a bit recently. I've had this, I've ended up with this really uh, this issue with my my left eye. I've lost a lot of vision in it through right. stress, man. Wow. So like, so when I'm like that, I don't know what's good for me, and I, yeah. and I can I can if it if it's prolonged depression, I can go into a lot of self destruction uh, because my medicine's not working. There's no yeah. break from it. And unfortunately, street drugs and, and drink uh, gives you that break. It does. Right. It's, it, I mean, it absolutely will. It won't necessarily be a good feeling, but you'll feel something different. Yeah, it'll you be know. a change. It will be a change. And so I can often, sometimes, sometimes I can fall victim to that. And um, uh, I'm in a rush to get numb, you know. So it's not, there's, there's no... Um, so that when I'm like that, when I'm in that state, I just don't know what to do anymore. And that's when, I, you know, and I'm very fortunate that wherever I go, I'll I'll meet someone that I love and that loves me, you know, yeah. whether it be a friend. You know, away in, whilst I've been away, and I'm going to shout these names out, well, uh, I had two friends. I had Mackenzie Randall and I had Tobias Priddle. Right. right. Now, both of these two cunts, like, I, I genuinely... I really love those two men. Yeah. And and I I don't know what I would have done if they hadn't been there. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I feel emotional talking about yeah, it. I yeah, can yeah, fucking yeah, ball yeah. my eyes. So, I miss them dearly, and <clears throat> I was I was in such a terrible state. Right. You know. Now again, I just want to be clear. I did my job. Yeah. I got I got up in the morning every single day. I was never late. I always knew my lines. Yeah. Did my absolute very best. And in that small window where I'm someone else, I'm not me anymore anyway. You know, yeah. it all goes away for like however long the scene lasts for. Yeah. And so it's just such a welcome break from yeah. how fucking stressful and, and restless me well, head can it be. It gives a focus. And as you said, you said, it gives a break as well. It's, the, it's, 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 it's its own drug. In yeah, the, in the, like right. No, I need I need to learn this. So that yeah. can be. Here's what I'm focusing on. As soon yeah. as that's over, right. So Straight what am I focusing to, on? Yeah, exactly. And if you've got nothing, and 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 you're anything, I mean, I'm my my mind's restless. And if I don't give it some shit to do, yeah, it'll go. It'll go to a, a dark place eventually. It'll yeah. find its way there. Yeah, you know, well, Christ. Are, are we going to start to wrap things up? All right. But there's there's two. Two things I want to just mention quickly before the end. And one is, we've not touched on it, is <clears throat> Space Dads, which was a weird thing that we did where we just spent a day. And again, it's weird because it feels like all the things you've said of all the pressures, they weren't there with that because it was... Mm. So we were recording the the voice for an animated program yeah, that they're hoping were, yeah. to make. But because of that, there's a lot more freedom. There's a lot less crew. Yeah. So it did just feel like it felt like for me, everyone in the room just clicked. It was me, you, James A. Caster, Brett Goldstein, and, some of those and the boys. Young lady. I can't remember names, but the, some of them, that, that them boys in that, that. I mean, you were all hysterical. It was just I great. Weird and into, yeah, we really got on. Out. That bloody what is it? All the aliens are vaping. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. such a funny man. He was such a lovely, humble, funny guy. Some of those comedians, man, they were just. Just to be in the room with them was such an education, you know. Yeah. And uh, and we really, really got on. I yeah. loved being with you, man. And like, you know, it's it was Kyle's. It was I knew it. I, the, the guy I was linked to. The way, reason I ended up doing that was Kyle. Yeah. I'd got pissed up with Kyle, and he was like, "We, we it really helped. Like, please be involved." And yeah, I just thought a great idea, man. And, yeah. and and also, I'd been coming out the other end of. Of what had been a bit of a bout of sadness and, and right. anxiety, so it was a nice easing way back into the industry. Yeah. It felt, you know. Yeah. Um, and I also did like a music video at one point. Who's this twat that keeps ringing? It's mad. <laughs> it's a really long number. What the fuck? You know, who's that? Who is that? That is a long number. That's a dangerous looking number. That yeah. looks like money at odd, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's it's got extra bits at the beginning, which means it's from another country of What's some sort. All them fucking bits. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, we did, and it never, it never came into fruition. But I, I, it was a really I, lovely day that. Man. Yeah, it I was really good fun. Enjoyed that. I, I, I heard from them. Um, it was either a year ago or six months ago, and they were saying, "Oh, we're still working on it. It's gonna, yeah. it's gonna yeah. happen." Yeah. But it was, it was a fun day. Well, I'll wrap things up with kind of asking, "What's ahead?" It feels exciting that with Brassic, you've b- b- been able to be part of putting the whole team together, and that feels like. A good thing for you and for any anxieties you might have going oh. into projects. You're like, right? No, I've built this. I've chosen who's there. I'm not w- w- walking in a room again. Are they going to think I'm a cunt? Are they yeah, going to think yeah, this yeah, or that? Yeah. You've gone. No, I've chosen who's here. Mm, yeah, yeah. So I, is that something that's absolutely? On the it is. You know, I, 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 I've got. I've, I've learned an awful lot about myself. I've learned an awful lot about the industry, and and uh, I'm slowly like, I won't say I'm getting comfortably. Um, comfortable in my own skin. I don't know whether I ever will achieve that. Sure. I think it's a difficult thing to ask of most people, you know. Yeah. 
But I, I, um, I'm, I'm kind of, I feel, I'm dare to say it. Like I'm kind of proud of myself. I'm kind of yeah. really quite proud of myself. I, you know, a, a couple of years ago, my anxieties were so bad I could barely leave my house, man. Wow. And I was convinced that, especially after Pride, I mean, I couldn't even buy milk. I had to have the exact amount of money to give to give the guy so that there would be none of this. Right. I was terrified, you know, yeah. I was really frightened of everything and everyone. And and I started initially, when I started writing Barassic, I remember thinking, you know, I don't have to be in it. I can write it and just stay in the woods. I can stay here, like, no one yeah. will see me. And, and I can still be a part of the industry somehow because it's all I fucking know. And um, and here I am now. It's five years later. Yeah. And and I'm I'm very very lucky as well. But yeah. I, you know I feel like finally my career is it's, it's it is it feels like it's become becoming a success. Yeah. Uh, and I and I'm very humbled by that. I feel very very lucky. And I just I just don't want it to go away. I don't want to lose it. I want to work my ass off. I, honestly, honestly, Pip, I want it all. Yeah. I want the whole fucking thing, and I want it now. Like, I want it all now. And I want this new... It's like a new lease of life. It honestly it does. Off the back it. of writing it and, and creating it and being such a, a big part of all of it, I've always felt underestimated. And for the yeah. first time in my life, no one's underestimated. I'm being heard. Yeah. I'm being... People are listening. And it's just... It's just... It's a life-changing thing. It really it is. I love it. You know, I'm very lucky. That's, that's beautiful. Well, thank you very much thank for your you, time. Man. It's been a pleasure to Absolutely. catch up. Absolutely. Finally do it, dude. Yes, love Thanks, it. Thanks, man. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. How good was that? You could probably tell I was delighted to be catching up with Joe and delighted with how honest and open he was about the, str- the struggles he has. And and again, his complete ability to overcome those str- struggles. And really, it's, it's such a cool run of podcasts at the moment. That one last week with Sarah Pascoe is one of my favourite ever. And then straight after, we've got this one, which is just another absolute f- favourite. And next week, I've got another amazing chat with... Serge Pizzorno, aka Serge from Kasabian. So, um, yeah, they're coming at you th- th- thick and fast at the moment. I've got podcasts recorded into October, and numerous ones are some of the best I've ever done. I, I won't say who, but I recorded one last week, as you hear this, and it's the first time in ages that we've gone to like two hours, and we could have gone for longer, we just ran out. Our, sl- our slot in the studio ran out. Um, I preview, obviously, all the guests on Patreon, so I tell you who I've had if you are over at patreon.com slash It's only a dollar a month. That's dirt cheap, isn't it? That's like a pint every every quarter, you know? That's nothing. Anyway, that's all over there. I've got some amazing guests to come. I met up with Chris and Stu, um, last week, and we went on Kate Thornton's White Wine Question Time. Um, I'm not sure the exact release date of it, but it was great because it was like a more civilised and well-researched and intelligent dr- dr- drunk cast because Kate is an absolute pro and a legend of the of, of, of the broadcasting game in many l- mediums. And yeah, it was great to have a few drinks 
with my boys and with Kate and have a good old chat. And we spoke about, obviously, we've not done a drunk cast in a while. I think it's going to be an end of year one now. That's two years in a row where all we've done is the end of year drunk cast rather than several throughout the year. But honestly, when you see the guests I've got coming up and lined up, you're going to see why I haven't had time to get drunk in stew shed. But yeah, loads of good stuff to come. Anything else I need to tell you about? Pod Bible, as I mentioned, you lot who listen till the end are the, the proper the hardcore crew and i would genuinely really appreciate it if you could go and at least give the first episode or the trailer or anything of pod bible a listen because i think as soon as you give it a little taste the pod bible podcast i mean as soon as you give it a taste you're going to be addicted because it's it's just really good podcasters in general apart from chris obviously um are some of the biggest fans of podcasts out there so each week on the Pod Bible podcast, we talk to one podcaster about his podcast or their podcast, and then we talk to two about their favourite podcasts. And those, all of them all appear multiple times. So for example, we've got Dan from No Such Thing as a Fish t- 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 talking about how that podcast came about. Um, and then we've got, who have we got on this one? Is it Kate Thornton or the Birthday Girls maybe? Then we've got a couple of people recommending their their favorite podcast so yeah it's really good fun Um, and we also have a weekly roundup of the big news in the world of podcasting from Acast in each episode so honestly it's really good man and you're gonna like it so turn on tune in and uh subscribe thank you for tuning in gang um oh i'll tell you you what else man last week's distraction pieces network in general Oh, it was absolute fire. Dan Lassac had um, had Danny Wallace on, on, uh, on, on Falling Forward, and Danny is amazing. Uh, a hardcore listing had top five worst things about holiday. And if you know Stu and Chris, you know they're going to have got angry plenty of times in foreign countries. A Tuesday night, Jaw had a round table again. Stop and Search podcast, arguably the most important podcast on the network, had Nish Kumar on, which is amazing guess. It's such a good chat. Um, films to be very weird. We've had Jamie Dimitriou, who I've had on Distraction Pieces. I adore. He's got a, the, se- the second series of Staff Let's Flat starts soon. It, it, as this comes out, actually, it might have just started. Um, but that's one of my favourite shows of uh, of last year. So, so yeah there's been some amazing people i feel bad because i'm recording this on um hang on let me just check i'm recording this on a thursday so i don't know who's on off the beaten track yet. oh it's, it's daniel pemberton so again yeah just a week of stacked guests on the network so go and check all of them out if you can yeah that's it from me thank you for tuning in guys you've been wonderful i'll see you next week with surge ta-ta